0: I'm Lindsay Curtis, and this is her return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey returning home. Welcome, 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 Claudia. I'm so excited to be sitting here with you today. Welcome you back onto the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Lindsay. Happy to be here again.
0: Beautiful. So for all of our beautiful listeners, if you have not yet listened to our first recording together, episode number 26, I highly recommend, uh, you do listen to it after this episode, cause you're here and now. And so time and space is perfect to receive whatever it is we're talking about today. <laughs> um, but I'm really, really excited Claudia, because recently I, um, well, first of all, you have an amazing book coming out, uh, hopefully next year, fingers crossed. And this book is something that is going to be such a gift to humanity, going in like in depth into fertility for women and how our unique compositions can best be fertilized and taken care of and um, set up for the most abundant harvests possible for all of our creations. Um, At least that's my vision of it. And oh, in, thank you very much. <laughs> in your in your book and in your work, right now you've really developed an, um, something that is um, mel- melting pot of different disciplines, right? It's you're calling it an astro metabolic typing profile. I think that's that's what the name is. Yes. Yes. Well, recently I received one for myself, one for my partner and one for our son. And I was just blown away with the intricacy of it because we, were um, amazingly received like the whole profiles for all of us. And it was such, such, such an abundance of wealth. And I was just like, oh, we got to get you on the podcast. Got to talk about this. Got to get it out into the world a little bit more. I want all of the beautiful women that I know to look into this, especially if they're having any sort of physical symptoms and uh, ways that they're experiencing their body. And they know it's related to how they're physically nourishing as well as emotionally and ener- energetically um, but your gifts and specialties as well i really see how you can bring in physical supports to this nourishment um, so that was a mouthful
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for this introduction i feel so honored and humbled and grateful for your
0: words really mm. well it's my pleasure
1: Yeah. um, So indeed, I mean, over the years, I've acquired a toolbox of different disciplines of different tools of that that helped myself to come back to a place of balance and fertility, uh, abundance, however you want to call it, because in the end, it's, it's the same energy, right? The fertile energy, the creative energy, the life energy, the sexual energy, it's all connected. And we all have our individual journeys. But for me personally, there were a few tools and I'm happy now to combine them all in my in my own work, in my own proposal for you to to also better understand what your journey is about, because in the end, the body is talking to you, it's talking Mm -hmm. to us. I mean, each of our bodies is talking to us on an individual level and also on a collective level, actually. and if we look at that as an opportunity there's so much to find and so many treasures to be found but of course you need to develop this this view and this language actually it's a language and i basically help you understand it better for your own body making use of different um, disciplines such as metabolic typing chinese medicine eating psychology, the symbolism of the symptoms. And now also I bring in some basic astrology. So, and the chakras, of course. So it's a whole array of different angles, of different ways of looking at the body, looking at the mind and trying to make sense of it all. And it's like a puzzle for me, always. Every person is a different puzzle. And to make sense of what's what's happening for us, was going to say to us, but it's always happening for us.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yes, we are such intricate, intricate, intricate puzzle pieces, like millions and millions of pieces <laughs> that are so amazingly crafted together. And um, what you're offering is just such a great way of looking at the whole puzzle and and these different parts that are coming. One of the things that I just loved so much in looking at um what i received from you is first the starting to look at the different composition and map out of elements that are in the body and in ones you know you're drawing on astrology for that to look at that like what is the percentage for example and um and my percentage is like balanced and um equal and opposite of fire and water and I have like very little air and a good little mix no and a very tiny mix of earth and it was like in looking at this perspective of okay this is the percentages of these opposite energies and how to move I just felt so seen and like yes that part of myself I know so well and I had never like had it presented in that way um so for me that was just a great like kind of relief and like yeah I know that yin yang balance for me has been like my greatest teacher and continues to be every day (laughs) so I wanted to open up like this balance between yin and yang for you and how you see it showing up in people's um sessions when they're coming for you and especially for women um if yeah whatever you want to say on that
1: well first i want to say i'm really that's where the astrology now brings in an added value because it allows me to really put it in a visual way this base constitution because obviously this is not something static but it's our base constitution from which then things might move during the season with age or if there's specific life factors but we always have this base constitution and before when i studied chinese medicine or the chakras or even metabolic typing uh sometimes they tell you you're a mixed type or you know but i could never really pinpoint it down to to this this these four elements and how they are really distributed because you can be a mixed type, but then you still don't know, okay, I have actually a lot of this fire and a lot of this water, you know? And so this this kind of brings indeed this this clarity. And, And this is individual for everybody. And in a way, indeed, it can give you a lot of information already on a person just by looking at that chart. And there's no good or bad in that. This is just like, This is how this person shows up in this world. She brings a lot of fire. She brings a lot of water. She's short on air or earth, which is not a judgment. It's not that we all need to have it all equally distributed because this is our individual strengths and our individual weaknesses as well. And this Mm -hmm. is, you know, some people will then be drawn more to the mental realm or to the emotional realm or Mm -hmm. to the material or have specific strengths. So it's all good. Uh, It's just a way of knowing myself better. And so when I receive a client, I like to to calculate this base chart for all of them. If they, of course, have all the information I need to do that, because this is indeed based on astrology. So I need the specific birth time as well in the place. But then I can much better already, even in the first session, guide them, you know, because I get an idea already um, of their personality, because this is both physically and psychologically, of course, um, a representation. Which, of course, then I further, I ask certain questions to further verify and to see which one is really dominant here and now. Because, as I said, it might shift, and mm-hmm. and and since especially in cases like you, where fire and water are quite equal, we need to see when is each of them in the dominance
0: state and because that changes a lot because they have opposing needs Mm -hmm. so um and so is there always one element that's like in the dominant state uh
1: usually yes i mean um this is actually also how metabolic typing works they Mm -hmm. just in a different way they determine let's say the whole picture and then okay and what is dominant right now because this is what's most relevant right now right and so this you can determine then looking at the symptoms uh, especially looking at the symptoms and i mean there's specific ways the body the body tells you and it's usually either the one that is strongest or the one that's weakest i mean this can often you know this the, the weakest one is as important as the strongest one and mm.
0: um,
1: so usually i kind of come up with a profile that says for example high air and low earth for example or high fire and low lowers and then okay how does what does that mean in terms of needs when it comes to food, our supplements, lifestyle, and of course, also what are the soul lessons here. Mm. And sometimes these needs, let's say, are opposing depending on the element. And then we need to find the specific mix for this specific person, which is where the where then the puzzle becomes a bit more complex. Sometimes some, some cases are really easy. Some are a bit more complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's of course always in dialogue. So it's not that, like I sit down and I do all the analysis. It's always this dialogue with the person, of course, because it's their body and their being. And I'm just trying to, to help them by looking at them from the outside. But obviously I'm not in their body.
0: You're not. That's good. (laughs) Boundaries. (laughs) Yes.
1: It's already already hard enough, you know, being in my own body to do it for myself. So, so um, of course, it's a process, you know. And I learn as much as the person involved usually, and and I never pretend that I can like completely solve, you know, the puzzle for them. But I can help to bring some light, so that then, of course, they themselves connect the dots you know because in the end that's what's often missing you know you know yourself quite well and then just somehow there's something missing that you cannot put your finger on and that might just be the piece that's missing you know that I can help you see and and suddenly it all becomes more clearer or beautiful yeah
0: I love how individually orientated it really is and it's sort of like let's look at your map and what's going on in your body so often people come for a specific uh, symptomology
1: yes I mean from in my case especially for hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. or issues with fertility but also with energy digestion Mm -hmm. in the end it's all connected Um, Mm -hmm. and so usually I I start with also looking already at the symbolism, of course, of what's going on, and then connect that to the metabolic profile and the astrology now to also understand, okay, what are the, the soul messages for this person, which you can do also without knowing the astrology by looking at the symbolism, but bringing it all together
0: Um, can you give us an example like what about for a woman who is having uh her menstruation that is like a really long cycle or um a very short cycle or something that
1: yes i mean there already also comes in of course the functional medicine knowledge so Mm -hmm. knowing a long cycle usually talks to me about a tendency to have high androgens so have more testosterone in the body Mm whereas a shorter cycle talks about a lack of progesterone often. So this already can, of course, also indicate something what's going on on the hormonal level. And from there, I already can derive some recommendations how to how to balance that. Mm. Um, But for example, now, if we link it then to the other things, often these long cycles or these high male hormones often, I don't say always, happen more in women who have a lot of earth element for example hmm. um, water also sometimes if it's high um, i'm still also figuring out all these correlations right i'm still observing also as m- the more cases i see I can i can come up with these patterns definitely um, but it's, it's definitely i observe it more in women with these high earths um with a, with a strong Taurus element you know it doesn't have to be your sun sign but which is kind of a an, an energy that's important
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and so of course then you can look at also the dynamics between the inner masculine and inner feminine because that's obviously also playing a huge role there
0: mm-hmm. when it
1: comes to how the hormones then express or when I have low progesterone the role of motherhood you know how do I how is this water energy actually developed in me um
0: mm-hmm.
1: how much am i in my feminine or am i always in the young in the doing in the performance in uh, working out and in dieting and kind of suppressing more this feminine side which then often results in hormonal imbalances mm-hmm. you know um because it's stress to the body and body weight comes in i mean there's so many factors so it's a quite this is why i say it's quite complex but at the same time um we can we can derive really interesting insights um there and
0: Mm.
1: and also go really to the root because i mean i could tell you okay um you have this long cycle you have this high testosterone if that should then be confirmed obviously um, that means you should eat less sugar because there's also often a correlation with blood sugar and dairy probably also doesn't do you good. Okay. If I leave it there, that might already do, do help, but I always like to take it deeper now. So to also look at then, okay, how is this relationship with my inner masculine and feminine or are there any other, um, messages not, um, cause it could also be related to conflicts about conception or sexuality, which, because when I have these symptoms, maybe it results in incapacity in to conceive. And so then I can also look at how is that serving me at some level? And maybe I'm secretly afraid, even though I claim to want it, but there might be some subconscious conflict. So I can dig a bit deeper there and
0: come to really interesting insights i love yeah. that question like how is this serving me and and coming back to that for anything we're experiencing in life that like you know feels a bit off or we feel a bit like it's not working for us uh, asking that question like well how is this serving me and then what would really need to shift in order for me to let that go like yeah. <laughs> mm
1: already asking how is this serving me opens up a lot of possibilities and for me that is actually what I call the fertile mindset because mm-hmm. i can be in complain mode and in like poor me victim and and that's fine and we've all been there and i don't say i never go there but it's not a fertile place to be because it's kind of closing close keeping the doors closed you know so you're not looking for solutions you're not looking for the opportunities that are there and if we if we become more curious and we see it as a gift and as a friend as a as a messenger just to make us grow and evolve and not see it as a punishment wow they say no it's how we grow the most when we through our challenges right if we use them i mean then they can become
0: our fertilizer yeah Definitely, definitely. Well, shit is literally fertilizer. Like that's (laughs) literally what we give the earth and our plants to in order to make it abundantly (laughs) grow. So it can be the same in life if we're courageous enough to look into
1: it. Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree. Um if we had it all figured out already, then we wouldn't wouldn't need to wouldn't need to come back now into the into a body to continue growing. So this is all about making shifts and becoming aware and but it's a decision i need to make for myself that this is how i want to
0: approach things not and Mm -hmm. there and this decision like i love when uh i receive your original form to fill out for the for our before our sessions and at some point on the form you ask like are you open to following my recommendations? Like if this is a very real question, how ready are you to try something new and to actually let go of some things if it shows it's really not serving you? And I think it's such an important question to ask.
1: I have many people who who struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, um, even people who claim that they are listening to themselves. and But if something really goes against some deep conviction, especially when it comes to, animal foods that's often something that comes up Mm -hmm. Um, you might hit some really strong resistance but that's also an opportunity you know to see okay am I really willing to surrender to body wisdom you know or am I still thinking that I have it all figured out and I know how things should be um so but obviously I mean I can only help people if they are open to receiving that help i can always do the analysis and here you have your advice and then you know you, you whatever you do with that uh, anyway you're always free to do with that whatever you want there's no obligation never but yeah. uh, if you know already you're not going to go to certain places then maybe it's not worth to spend the money on
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and i love, love this because it's also a, what i what we say, um, I learned this from my teacher, Catherine and the lineage of like we never ask a question unless we're ready to receive the answer. And it's something that I hold so strongly and I double check with clients sometimes before we ask certain questions, because I'm like, if you receive this, you need to act on it. Because if you go against certain all questions, really for me, if you ask a question to your body and to your higher self and to your being and it shows you something, and then you systematically go against that it's the biggest form of disrespect that we're literally giving to ourselves um so yeah it is it is a very well thing to be aware of and you know i don't know if it's better to disrespect yourself in full consciousness (laughs) or not because you'd be doing it anyway (laughs) but um it is an interesting thing to to open up upon Hmm. yes um
1: maybe it it has also its value because if we then really are conscious how we know something and we consciously go against it. So as you say, we consciously disrespect us. We can be sure we do that in other areas of our lives too. So Mm -hmm. so it can still be interesting. And, and I mean, every person also has his or her own process and sometimes indeed things need some time and that's also fine. And, yeah we're always where we need to be. But indeed and I believe also at some point you cannot you cannot keep out the light for too long, you know, if you let it in and and even if then you're like, oh I shut the window again. No, no, no I didn't want to see that. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere it's it's you've there seen. And it's come it will come back and yeah slowly. Yeah.
0: So mm, I love that. And I just feel so called to share because you well to not share, but to tell rather. Um because you mentioned about the strong conviction with the non meat eating and that often you can see in someone's profile that actually it really serves their body. And I just want to, um, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. So I wanted to open up that, uh, for myself here with you now, because you not specifically ever saying to me, Lindsay eat meat but we were spending a certain amount of time together and we were collaborating on some project and it and I've been in around what you're doing for a while um when one day I was really posing myself the question because I started to recognize that whenever I smelt meat I wanted it like my body wanted it and I was consciously saying no in a way uh, because I wasn't eating meat for over a decade until one morning I woke up and I was like what if today it was totally natural that I bought a burger and I ate a burger so I went and got like really good sustainable like beautifully sourced meat and I cooked myself a burger like the size of a a quarter right (laughs) because I was like I haven't eaten meat so that <laughs> i like made this little mini burger and the first bite that i took my whole body cried and my whole being cried and my body said i've been waiting and i felt so sad that who knows how long my body needed it right i do believe that we can experiment anything in life and it's good to experiment maybe being vegetarian or vegan can be great for a certain amount of time in certain spaces but this actually occurred for me um was it like almost three years ago? And I can look at it now. And though I've never had fertility issues, I've never had uh, any problems with my uh, menstruation and my hormonal system. And I can look at it and notice I was so supported throughout my pregnancy and birthing because I was eating meat. I was starving throughout pregnancy. I've never eaten so much meat. Actually, like a few times, I ate a burger. I, I ate two burgers a day, <laughs> and I was just so grateful for for your presence in and in around my sphere at that time. Years before becoming uh, pregnant, because I I really uh, attribute that support to you, and and just oh. by being there and like introducing these kind of other viewpoints and it helped me see how I was actually living in a moral trap and I was stuck to these kind of moral values that weren't true for my body and in pregnancy I actually discovered I, I'm blood type o which tends to also be one that needs animal foods
1: yes um I mean i I have a similar story obviously I've also been against eating meat and animal foods Mm -hmm. in general for a long time when I started my nutritional journey only also to be humbled by life in the end and to find out uh, you know you were wrong because you need it and they started a whole new quest you know for also ethical questions and it took me very deep in that Um, Mm -hmm. I'm more interested I have a whole blog article on just that question because obviously that's what people are most concerned with Mm -hmm. Not just health reasons and environmental, but also the ethics, like the strongest one, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the end, so it took me very far in this sense. And of course, then also the whole sourcing of food. You know, I had a shop also, which was connected to that quest because then I wanted to share the products that I found with other people. And and I'm not saying we all need meat. No, No, we don't. We all need meat. But um, I would argue from today's viewpoint that we all need some animal food. Like also in nature, you don't find a separation between plant and animal; It's just all connected and sometimes more and sometimes less. So I would argue we all need some animal food. But for some people that can be vegetarian sources and for other people, they need fish and other people need the meat and also in different quantities. That all is the individual Mm. part and there's no one size fits all. So I'm really completely against any one size fits all recommendations or, you know, this kind of diet for everybody to, or even to save the world or no, it's, it's not as simple, not as black and white. Yeah. Um, and indeed, I mean, with a profile like yours with little earth, it, and especially in pregnancy, which goes and eats your earth because it's, you know, taking the, the physical resources from your body, it's, it's often very needed. And probably for my own story i tend to attract women who need to you know find again that that door (laughs) and it's permission also just to to go back and follow also what they might sense on the inside but not dare to admit because it seems so socially unacceptable in or in at least in some in some circles of people it's almost like you have to feel guilty um morally wrong as you said and there's a lot of judgment and so to make to come to even a mental understanding you know and different viewpoints can be can be really healing in that sense
0: yeah very much and i love how you're bringing it back to how much the individual constitution and this deep 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 bodily intimacy um is so what is valued here, right? And the not at all one size fits all, uh, this is the answer to save the world because we're so unique and especially the different stages of life, our different experiences, what is we're creating. But as well earlier, I was just like, oh but it's also whatever is going on with the planets because there are certain times when you know like we're in an air storm, and <laughs> that's got to in- impact our our bodies and and what it is we need to be nourishing with okay. do you find that have you been able to start looking into that yet or is that a nebulous rabbit hole to be <laughs> dove into another time
1: no, definitely. I mean, as within so without, and um, the seasons influence us and everything. Um, where we live, I mean, I moved to Spain now, and I feel also a different in my in my needs, you know, how the body's asking for different things just because also the climate is different and <laughs> um but then I also I always have my base constitution, so now it's getting colder and autumn and more wintry, and I feel again the need more to eat meat which in summer was almost gone you know so Mm -hmm. so indeed I mean what's going on on the outside definitely impacts us and vice versa so I always say what's going on for us all on an individual level as a collective is what we see on the outside and so all these issues with health and fertility on the planet is basically just the mirror of you know all of our struggles or vice versa maybe we are the mirror of what's going on on the outside so it's <laughs> we know that a lot of the earth's soil is turning into dead earth and losing fertility and and there's so many infertility struggles you know for people also so it's it's the same and then we need to indeed nourish ourselves also as a means to heal the world yes as you were saying it's not about eating any kind of meat it's about sourcing well what you eat and that's not just true for meat it's true for everything everything
0: those carrots
1: need to be loved from grain to (laughs) fruit because we're not asking the right questions you know when i go to a party and they ask me do you eat meat And I say yes, but that doesn't mean I I eat oh I mean eat the party sausages or you know Mm. they ask do you eat uh, lactose and gluten and if I say yes it's kind of as if I'm okay with you know eating whatever you know does have this gluten and this dairy but for me it's much more about the quality but it's also true Mm. for the tomato salad you know so it's it's not so much about the category (sighs) not so much about the categories.
0: Mm. Uh, it's
1: much more about upgrading all that we eat and I always say we need to bring it to regenerative food you know to regenerative agriculture regeneration instead of just sustainability and worse of course even degeneration and vegetarian food can be grown in a degenerative way and vegan food (laughs) a lot of it as well yeah Uh, so we need to drop a bit this idea you know that it's plant versus animal it's never been you look at nature i mean yeah
0: (laughs) yes yes and just i mean the immediate thing i see in my heart space is coral and how coral is both plant and animal and it's super interesting like I love coral (laughs) I love coral it's there's a few I feel like it's the only uh, one that's actually both plant and animal so intimately and that's the color the color of coral is actually the plant aspect and the coral like bone is like the animal aspect and um, this amazing synergy between the both and that's totally what we are too. We are. <laughs> I know I'm a flower, okay, <laughs> and and I know like I'm this fe- fierce feline being.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and coming back, bringing it back to the body wisdom, you know. Also, when I, you need to be open minded to experiment because sometimes you have these preconceived ideas, but the body will always tell you. Because when I, then you know, after my having received my first metabolic type analysis, which differs a bit from what I offer today but you know, the one I I learned originally and I came out as this protein type needing a lot of meat and and I just tried and I felt it in the body. And from then on, I never looked back. I mean, you could have presented me any study in the world.
0: Mm.
1: I just felt it, you know, and I just knew for me, that's what I need and whatever someone else says, no? And I think once you feel this kind of thing, truth actually in your body, truth Your individual truth i'm not saying truth for everybody but my truth um there's no way you you know you can be talked out of it
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. and as we feel truth we're more open to following truth so we'll still be with it as our truth shifts throughout life cycles and we'll be attuned to that feeling Mm. yes
1: no, of course. I mean, what's been true for me then might not be true for me forever, right? No, yeah. but
0: coming into that like deep sense of also what just resonates is um asking the right questions. Like I loved what you said about that, like it's the black or white. Do you eat this or do you not? But how do we say, like, do you live richly? <laughs> like, do you eat in a richly nourishing way? <laughs> What kind of products are uh, regenerative for you?
1: Mm. Well, it all starts with quality, you know? I mean, as I said, I cannot tell you what's regenerative for you, like really in terms of which foods. But as a general rule, of course, if I want a food to regenerate me, ideally it's been grown in a way that regenerates also the earth and the soil and doesn't... uh, it decreased its health and fertility for me regeneration means to increase health and fertility both in the body and in the soil and of course sometimes um or oftentimes still that's very hard to find because it's just a fact that most of our agriculture is not regenerated
0: Mm. and
1: of course then we can still also help energetically not to with our attitude and um, with our thoughts and to upgrade, let's say the impact this food will have on my body. Mm, but for me, ideally also, we, we make an effort, of course, to optimize quality because sometimes, sometimes we can use otherwise this energetic argument as an excuse, you know, to just continue to buy whatever. And I, then I just give it my good energy and all is fine. Um, I think yeah. to some yes but if it's really like what i do always
0: i i don't think it's going to work in the long run like I'm the again. yoga masters that eat uh, mcdonald's and like oh but i'm giving it good yeah. reiki it's like, <laughs> well,
1: i do not describe to that, that. <laughs> exactly but no, this would be a good example of indeed what i don't believe i mean i don't i don't believe that um, at least not if you do it day in and day out. No, I mean, of course. Mm, I mean, I think you always have a choice to not go to McDonald's. But let's say you are traveling and you cannot really choose the most mm-hmm. regenerative food. You know, um, then of course not obsessing is also regenerative because stress again would be a yeah. source of of degeneration. Um. So, but then of course yes, I can. I can still trust in my body's capacity to deal with also a bit of non-ideal food let's say Mm. which is again also the yin and the yang I mean um if I obsess too much you know then I I call in the shadow also and so it's okay to have some amount of darkness you know some amount of toxicity and the body can Mm -hmm. handle that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but if that's kind of my go-to go-to option and then I just pretend that I can you know master it all with my energy I'm not sure I often think that is more indeed a a way to greenwash (laughs) um incoherence so but I just love
0: this like coming back to the connection this deep connection with the earth which of course has been missing a lot in uh like the new age kind of spirituality of all love and light and I can bless everything and it's great and it's like well but how deep are the roots and um Mm -hmm coming to that question Mm.
1: exactly because i mean it doesn't change that even if i can change the energy of the food in front of me it doesn't change the way it's been grown and the way the animals have suffered maybe or the plants have been mistreated or the soil has been poisoned or you know it doesn't really change that even though maybe someone might argue now it does but you know there i i might still (laughs) lack maybe the spiritual insight i don't know but for me indeed i feel i always need to have the whole picture in mind and that includes of course like really how has my food been grown and this awareness and this is why i also always insist on on bringing again together the producer and the consumer so to so to get out of this anonymous of our current food system which is basically the reason also why we need expensive food labels and all of that Mm, but because it's the only way we can judge a bit how our food might have been grown but it's still quite far away from each other and Mm. and now that I mean now where I am now and growing my own food and it's it's so much more connected, you know, to the, to the ground, to the roots. And you, you learn so much also about life processes in general. And yeah. So uh, coming back to your original question. So regenerative quality starts with how the food has been grown. And then of course, how it's been processed afterwards, because we can have a beautiful food, but then we can destroy it. Also, if we overly process it Mm -hmm. or how we package it, you know, here people, they produce, such a high quality olive oil and then most of it i would say 95 percent ends up in plastic bottles and i'm just like oh no Mm. (laughs) then you add in all these xenoestrogens from the plastic and and this this olive oil that originally could have been called a regenerative food becomes degenerative you know because it contributes to estrogen dominance which is a huge issue when we talk about hormonal imbalance and so this also is a factor. And then of course, the way I combine the foods, you know, if I have a regenerative food, but I only eat, let's say salad, or I only eat grain, then it can still be degenerative because I, am, I don't have this balance and I might be nourishing only one element of mine, but I neglect all the others this is where we need this macronutrient balance of proteins fats and carbohydrates which of course is also individual for everybody and also in different moments of your life um so these are a bit the base principles let's say and then of course there's the individual factors
0: Awesome. Well, speaking about the individuals, I am so excited to offer the beautiful women that are currently in courting desire and who are listening to our episode and hearing it for the first time, uh, an initial introductory session with you for their individual astro metabolic types. Um, so tell us like how that happens, what it is that you look at in an introductory session. Yeah. So
1: normally, the, those women, they would probably come with some sort of issue, be it physical, be it psychological. But even if not, I mean, I would for all of them calculate, let's say, the base astrological constitution. So what you were referring to before, the graph of the distribution of the four elements, mm-hmm. for that, I would need the full birth data information. Otherwise, I cannot do it. And then we would have a half an hour session on this concrete issue they might bring to the table and I could give them some first guidance to better understand indeed what this issue is talking about in terms of their metabolic needs, but also in terms of of what soul message might be hidden in it. Mm. Of course, it's half an hour, so it gives us just enough time to really name these main issues and give them some concrete first advice Um, but nonetheless that can be sometimes all it's needed you know it's right to the point and straightforward and bam bam (laughs) and of course they need more detail or want more detail I could do the complete analysis for them which which goes much more in into depth and where I write a whole report and which usually takes me quite some time to really ponder and sense into them and stay with them for a few days to really also for myself feel and get intuitive insights or you know guidance for what is this about and then mm, go much more into into detail Mm, or even follow up and also if they
0: desire but the first the first session uh, is, is that what you what i just explained yeah Beautiful. So this is something also that you offer out to anyone who's interested um, to get into touch with the work, to do an introduction, and then they can choose to go into that deeper step to receive their whole profile like uh, we had received as a family. Exactly. Awesome. So beautiful. Super, super excited. And also
1: as a follow-up, I mean, these sessions, once then people have already worked with me and they have a specific question or a new symptom coming up or whatever, Mm -hmm. we can also do these kind of short sessions just on that, you know, where they get really like, okay, mm, some straight to the point advice. Mm -hmm. And if they need time, of course, this can be extended to an hour. So it's, it's all also there, we adapt individually.
0: Awesome. All for the individual, for the most beautiful and regenerative earth.
1: we You know, that when we are as an individual in balance and in optimal health and fertility, that's what we can give back to the world. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my point also when it comes to spirituality, because I also have very little earth and I have a lot of air. And if I don't ground myself, through sufficient food and consistent food and really also enough fat and protein including animal sources i am not in a position to meditate well and to be indeed grounded and Mm. i will be like all up here and very irritated and jumpy and and then this is also you know what i will what i will send out and so Spiritually speaking, you know, if I am in a good place, then that's what I what I will give back.
0: <laughs> beautiful. So, just wrapping up all of this goodness that we've touched on today. So much goodness, so much richness. Is there any last piece of wisdom that feels to be expressed to to our beautiful listeners in this moment? I feel I've said
1: it all, but I don't know. Maybe to repeat back to really listen to the body no, and yeah, trust yeah. to really always trust the body. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, what it, this is about now. Yeah. Because Thank as you, you said, also we, we have felt this before, but the mind denies no what's what you feel because it doesn't fit into the into the picture.
0: So, listening and trusting the body. Thank you so much, Claudia, for highlighting all of this, for the beautiful work that you do in the world, and for sitting down for this conversation today. Um, tell us where we can connect with you, and I'll include links mm-hmm. in the notes. Yes. So, my website is called
1: www.camino de la fertilidad.com. It's in English, the website, and there you can find more information about the astro metabolic profiling, the individual sessions, also some online courses that I offer. Regenerative Nutrition Chakra by Chakra is my latest online creation, mm. the virtual Camino, and, and the book, when it comes out, will of course also be announced there.
0: Awesome. That's basically it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much and looking forward to connecting with you again soon. (laughs) Thank
1: you very much, Lindsay.
0: I'm Lindsay Curtis, and you've been listening to her return the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's exploration, subscribe and review this podcast, wherever you are listening. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your own creativity, Head on over to my website at www.herreturn.com to see how we may open up some space together. Until next time, may you return home to yourself today.